Hi, Mama. Excited as always to be here with you. Honestly, though, I'm um, kind of waking up a little bit. <laughs> I'm still kind of recovering from the crazy month of January and did not get enough sleep in that month, with which I do not you know, believe in, but sometimes that's what happens. Sometimes we got to do that. We're going to talk actually about that a little bit today. Um, but, uh, my hack is, is if you guys don't do this, this is a hack. If you're in a season where sleep, um, just isn't possible, right? Like it's, we don't want that for always, but sometimes we might have a season or two where that's going to happen because of something God is calling us to because of babies who just, you know, destroy our sleep <laughs> many reasons, but I'm sure you've heard of this but maybe you hadn't tried it in a while, power naps. Oh my gosh. Game changer. Because if you think about it, like if you have done this with your kids, um, you learned about sleep drive and how as they get sleepier and sleepier, it, it just builds and then they, they fall asleep for a minute in the car and then they won't take a nap because their sleep drive is gone. And so it's the same thing with us. And now again, this is not a long term solution. Like we need to get our real sleep. That is legitimate. But in the meantime, in those seasons, power naps are so great because it takes away that sleep drive. And, you know, you don't want to do it for more than like, I don't know, my friend knows all the specifics. I did not do research. You can do go do some research on this. But basically, I set my alarm for 15 minutes and I usually wake up within like 10 minutes of falling asleep. And it is perfect. It just gets rid of that sleepiness. So, I mean, I'm, I'm mostly awake, more awake than I was 30 minutes ago. Um, but um, yeah, I just kind of woke up. So that's where I'm at. But really recommend it. Power naps. I hate napping in general, but power naps really don't steal from your day because it's literally like 10, 15 minutes of your time and it gets rid of all that grogginess. So just thought I'd share that with you real life over here. I hope that you are not in a season of that and you are getting all of your hours that you need. Um, really recommend that. If you haven't heard me talk about it, I'll probably reference it in this podcast too, because it's just everything I'm thinking about right now. But just finished the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And um, wow, my life is forever changed. Like it is incredible and it's so needed in our culture today. So um, yeah, please go and read that. Like drop everything you're doing. Stop, stop listening to this podcast. Just go read that. It is a game changer. I can't remember why I got onto that topic. Clearly, my brain is still a little groggy. Thanks for bearing with me. But I honestly am really excited about today's topic. It's something that's been on my heart for uh, a while now, um, a year or two, probably. Um, and I just kind of was waiting on God to show me what to say about it because it's been bothering me, but I didn't have all the answers yet. Not that I have all of them, but I have some thoughts to share with you. So this one might be a little controversial. I don't know. Um, but I just think it's very important. So lean in. I'm excited to share it with you. Make sure as always, I always mention, make sure you get in the Facebook group. It's such a good place to kind of process some of this stuff. Like if you, uh, hear some of this and you're like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know if I fully agree or it's like, oh my gosh, like, yes. And you don't know how to, to, to take a pivot with it and you need some support. Come into the Facebook group, talk about it. Let's get some support. Um, there's amazing women there that, uh, just are bearing their hearts and ready to support you and surround you. And, um, yeah, I'm just so encouraged by that group. So you can find it at bit.ly that's B I T dot L Y slash morning mama Facebook group. And I would love to see you there and hear your story and see your face and just such a blessing to me as well. So um, hope to see you there. And without further ado, let's jump in.
Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Okay, Mama, so here's the thing. You probably saw it in the title. The spoiler's already there. But, you know, I don't know if you've been hearing this sound in uh, our culture, um, but I I hear it everywhere. It surrounds me. I feel like I'm constantly hearing it from friends, from uh, social media, from movies, like everywhere everyone is using this phrase. And it hasn't been bothering me, like I said, for probably two years. So I'll tell you the beginning of it. And so it's when I started um, potty training my son. So what was that? I don't know. I think two years ago. Something there. Okay, so about two years. And um, yeah, so this is is kind of how, where it kind of began. Like I think I had heard the phrase before, but hadn't really processed it. Hadn't really uh, cared enough to really go deep into it. But then when I was reading this potty training book, and it's like one that's very popular, so this might be one you used, um, but it talks about how as we're teaching our kids to use the bathroom, one of the the phrases they suggest we use is to, to tell them to listen to their body. You know, we're trying to help them to recognize the signs in their body that it's time to pee or poop, which is important, right? Like that's part of potty training is helping them recognize that and pay attention to it and not ignore it so that they can get to the potty without having an accident or going in their diaper or whatever's happening. So this is where it came from. And I get that. That totally makes sense. But I started using this with my son. I would tell him, okay, listen to your body. Like, you know, you can't ignore that. Listen to your body. And as I would say that, it, it, every time I would say it, it would irk me. Like it, it felt, it didn't feel right. Like I could tell there was something off about it and it just kept bothering me, but I didn't know fully why. And I didn't have the solutions to it. And so I kind of just sat with it for a while. Um, I think I eventually, before I even kind of came up to any real conclusions, I just stopped using it because it really just bothered me. It just didn't feel right. And so then I started having some conversations with leaders and trying to ask around, like trying to ask for like the answer. I figured like, you know, everyone knew the answer. Like, oh yeah, this, this phrase isn't right. Here's the solution because we're going to talk about some nuances today because we do need to pay attention to our bodies. We can't ignore them. Right. But going as far as listening to them is, is too far. So let's dive into that a little bit. And you, before I dive into, I just want to say, if you've been using this phrase and you're even like one of the advocates of it, like no shame to you. I totally get where it's coming from and I totally get the heart behind it. And even some of what I'm talking about, I'll talk about this later too, but I know what I'm saying is not the heart behind the phrase. I understand that, but our words have power. And so we have to be careful. And so, um, as we go in, I just want you to just to listen and see where you fall and see what your thoughts are and, um, you know, talk to God about this, but these are kind of where God has led me and what I believe scripture is saying about this phrase. And so, um, I'm going to go to the extremes of it. And I, I understand that's not the heart behind it, but, uh, we have to go to the extremes because the words that we use, um, have power over our lives and our children's lives. And so, 
Um, just we want to be careful with what, what words we're using. So first of all, let's talk about some of the things that our bodies tell us. So first of all, like a, a common one that I see is um, tiredness. I was just talking about this, right? Like uh, I w- was so tired trying to, to get some work done and my body was telling me, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Now, I can't ignore that forever. Like, I can't not sleep. I'm not going to be a coherent human. I'm going to hurt my body long term, even if I can somehow get through and, and, and make myself sound okay enough. I'm still going dis- to be destroying my body if I don't sleep, right? And so our bodies tell us when it's time to rest, when it's time to sleep. And this is good, right? We need rest. We need sleep. But there's also this other side, right? Like where with this tiredness... It's also this, it's our body's going to tell us not to get out of bed. Often, even if we've gotten enough sleep, but I mean, that's a whole bigger, longer thing. But it's going to tell us not to get out of bed. I don't feel like getting out of bed. Oh, I really don't feel like exercising. I'm tired. I just want to sit. I don't feel like getting out of my PJs today. I don't feel like pushing myself in this exercise. Like all of those are me. I don't know if any of you relate to those, but that's what my body is constantly telling me. Do not get out of bed now. And I always, you know, get up before my kids to have time with Jesus. Almost every morning, my body says, do not get out of bed right now. I want more sleep. Now that might mean I need to go to sleep earlier. That's great. But I have found even the nights where I'm getting enough sleep, it's still this this coziness, this warmness of my bed, right? It's drawing me in. My body wants to just just to soak it up and be comfortable and cozy. And exercise, and I know I know like what we feed our body is what it, it craves. And so once we get into exercise, our body will crave it more. But you know, we're talking about this general blanket statement of listen to your body. Now, how are you ever gonna begin exercising? if you're listening to your body, because let me tell you what my body says about exercise. (laughs) You've heard me talk about it. My body says, nope. I mean, unless it's walking. I love walking. But any other kind of exercise. Nope. No, I'm good. (laughs) Let's just sit here instead. Have another cup of coffee. Uh, Just read some more books. Like, let's just be here. This is great. We don't need to exercise or stay in bed, right? And so that's, there's two sides of this. Our body tells us when it's time to rest, but our body often takes it too far and makes rest the only thing. Like that, that the rest is more important than any other things on our agenda. And so if we're telling ourselves to listen to our bodies, we have both sides of this happening. Okay. Let's keep going. Another one is hunger. Okay. So good, right? We, we have to know when to eat. We need to pay attention to when our bodies are saying, hey, it's time to eat. You're hungry. You need some um, fuel for your body so you can keep going. And we need those cues. We need to make sure that we're fueling our bodies. We need to care for them. Just like, you know, I talk about this all the time, like care for your body like it's a temple. You, you're, you're a temple of God. God is uh, within you. And so we need to take care of our bodies. And so we have to have fuel to be able to focus and do the work of him and do all of these things that we're called to do. It's good. But you know what else my body says about hunger? <laughs> my body also wants all of those things that it really doesn't need, like those cookies on the counter. Or like, okay, have you ever gone grocery shopping when you're hungry? Terrible idea, right? You, you know exactly what I'm saying because we've all been there. When I go grocery shopping when I'm hungry, my body tells me that it needs all the chips, right? All the junk food. It's like these, these quick calories all of these things that really my body, it's not going to help my body. It's really going to hurt my body. But when I'm 
grocery shopping hungry, that's what my body is telling me. Like, buy those chips. You definitely need those. Buy those cookies. Oh, for sure, right? Buy that ice cream. <laughs> buy all of this junk because that is what our bodies tell us in those moments because we are hungry. And another thing is my body always wants more. Like, yes, I definitely want more. I want more of that. Okay. So there's that part. And then what about arousal? So, you know, this is good when it comes to our husbands. Like God made us to be intimate with our husbands. That's beautiful and holy and amazing and, and given by God. Like God created that. That's great. But what about like before marriage, right? When, uh, we are tempted by something and we're like, okay, our body is saying this feels good. So I should say yes to this, or I want more of this. Right. Or even after we're married and we are attracted to someone walking down the street, like, what does your body say? Like, oh, I want attention from that person. Oh, I want to talk to him. Like, what does your body say about arousal? Right. And if we're not careful, our body can be aroused by the wrong things. So there's both sides to it. It's good, but it also leads us to this path of destruction, right? What about fear and anxiety? You know, we've talked, if you've heard me talk about fight or flight, like uh, the fight or flight response is good because if there's a bear in the forest, like we need to be ready to uh, make a quick decision to, to protect ourselves. And so our body's ready for that. But often we're letting this fear and anxiety take over all of these realms that have no bears, actual bears in them. And so fear and anxiety gets a voice. So our bodies begin telling us like, hey, you shouldn't try that because we're, we're really scared right now. Like, do you feel how much your body is shaking? Do you feel how, how queasy your stomach is? You probably shouldn't try that. You know, I had the privilege of getting to speak at a couple in-person mom events last week. Oh my gosh, it was such an honor. So fun. His moms are amazing. If you're listening, shout out to you. Thank you for having me. You're incredible. Um, but you know what? If, if I would have listened to my body, I would not have gone. Like, you know, you've heard me talk about uh, dealing with anxiety in the past and feeling in- inadequate. And um, th- those don't just go away. Like, they're still here. So my body was telling me, like, do not do this. You don't want to do this, I, especially because I had to do it. Uh, I had an, an evening one. And then the next morning, I gave the same talk. And so after the evening, it was like, no, we're not doing that again. No way. We are not getting out of bed. We are not going to go and do the same thing again. So if I would have listened to my body, no way would I have been there. And so often, that is what our body does with fear and anxiety. It tells us, don't do these things that are scary. Don't do these things that, that are unknown. Right? And so, and there's more too, but you can hear as we talk about it with everything that our body tells us that that is healthy and good and, and things we need to know, it also can take us so easily to the other side where it becomes uh, an area of sin, really, right? Gluttony, um, slug, what is sluggardness? What is that? <laughs> slothness. That's what I was going for, slothness. <laughs> Um, you know, fear and anxiety, God tells us never to worry, right? Sexual sin, all of these things can lead to this other side. And so, you know, maybe for you, again, if you've been using this phrase, maybe you understand the nuances of this. You understand you have to listen to like the good parts of what your body is saying and not the bad parts. But, you know, especially for our kids, right, who are just learning all of this and we're saying, listen to your body, listen to your body, this is going to create a long-term problem. Like what, what we speak to them, what we're saying to them becomes the soundtrack for their future. So as we're telling them to listen to their body, what is that communicating to them? Right? When, when they're in some kind of temptation, what's, what's the soundtrack going to come up? Listen to your body. 
right? Oh, maybe I should say yes to this. It feels good. Okay, great. And while you might be able to so clearly see, okay, I can see how for kids this this might not be good, but I honestly think this is also showing up for adults as well in uh, the generation that we are living in, the culture that we're living in. I think when we, we tell ourselves to listen to our bodies, it, it says that our bodies get to trump everything else. It says our bodies get center stage, get to, get to make the decisions. And so our bodies get priority over our friendships. And our bodies get priority over our commitments. And our bodies get priority over our time with Jesus in the morning. And our bodies take over serving in the church or even showing up to church, right? You know, we're, we're saying we're tired. We're saying it's been too much this week. We're saying all of these things. And so our bodies get to make these decisions, but that might not be the right decision. I have a whole lot of verses for you about this as well. And so you've heard me talk about comfort recently. If you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend going and listening to that. But this is along the same vein, right? Like uh, we think this idea of comfort is the ideal, um, but it's not. It's actually drawing us away from what God has for us. It's not not the finish line. It's not our goal. Like that's, that's not what we need to be seeking. But I actually think this statement that so many people perceive as good, even Christians perceive it as good. And I understand why I do, but I think it's, it's, causing this uh, illusion that comfort is the goal. It's causing this illusion that we need to just protect ourselves and focus on ourselves. And that needs to be the number one thing. Or it's at least furthering those causes. I know there's other voices and other things happening in our culture that are encouraging these, but I think this is a part of it. And so, you know, why I didn't share this for years is because when I wanted to first understand why I was frustrated by it, why, why it made me cringe inside, um, like a Holy Spirit kind of cringe, uh, a good cringe. Well, good as in like I knew God had something to say about it. Um, and so I wanted to understand it first and foremost. And then I also wanted to figure out what the solution was. Like, cause I know we need to pay attention to our bodies. Like I know that is part of what we need to learn to do. And I think part of this comes from a pendulum swing. I think, you know, especially in the church in the past, we were told, or we, we kind of inferred or learned to, to not listen to our bodies at all, to, to just go, 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 do everything we can for God. Don't slow down. And that's the way, but I actually, that is also not the way just as much as this is not the way. And so you've heard me say like, Take care of yourself physically, spiritually, mentally. So that is that is the way of God. But let's talk about how to do that through the lens of God. So here is what I propose an alternative is. And you can have alternatives. Come share them with me if you have a better idea. But I propose a, a solution. And instead of listening to our bodies, we need to honor our bodies. And we do this, we know how to do this through the lens of wisdom, And so one of the definitions of honor is to regard with great respect. And, you know, there's a saying at my church, I love my church so much. um, And one of our cultural values is that it's, we are to honor all. So we honor up, we honor leadership, we honor down, we honor the people under us, we honor all around, we honor everyone that is around us, um, any uh, station of the church, any, anyone, everyone. And what this means is we show respect right? We um, welcome people in no matter who you are, no matter where you're coming from. We love you. We want to hear you. We want to welcome you. We want to support you. We make room for you, okay? So we are all about honor. We want to invite them into a space and and show them that utmost respect. 
to, to, to make the path clear for them, to, to give them a cup of coffee, to, to uh, do everything we can to make them feel comfortable while they're there. Now, this doesn't mean that they then get to call the shots, right? So we honor them, we show them respect, we're there for them, but they, they don't get to just come in and tell us what they don't like and we're going to be like, oh yeah, okay, since you don't like that, let's change it, right? Like, mm, I don't know about uh, the worship. I think instead we should, um, you know, do only acoustic. Okay, well, we well, thanks for your sharing your thoughts and your opinion. That's great. We're going to honor with them as they say that, but we're not going to go and change our whole worship set, right? Like they don't get to call the shots. We have our pastors and our leadership team to do that. If they have a complaint or a request, like we are absolutely going to listen. We're going to acknowledge what they're saying, acknowledge who they are, but it doesn't mean that we're going to do that. So what, if we're, if we're going back to the original phrase, listen to your body, what does listen imply? You know, when we think about it, like in terms of our kids, you know, especially if this is something we're teaching our kids, when we tell our kids to listen to us, it implies that they're going to do as we say, right? We are the ones calling the shots. We are the parents. We're, we we honor them. We want to hear what their thoughts, what they how they think things should happen. You know, we don't ignore them. We don't say you're just a child, so I'm not going to hear you out. I don't even want to, I don't even care what you have to say, right? We don't do that. We listen. We're like, okay. I hear that you would like to stay up for another two hours and watch this movie. And, you know, that would be a lot of fun. But you know what? As your mother, I'm telling you, you need to listen to me and it's it's time for bed. So you must do as I say, right? That listening means obeying me. So now if we take that to the context of our phrase, that would mean they are to listen to their bodies. They are to obey their bodies. We do not want that, right? Our bodies tell us some good things, some important things, but they lead us astray, just like we're saying. So we want, that's why I, I think just that sh- small shift, instead of listen to our bodies, we need to honor our bodies, right? So so we need to pay attention. Like we do need to pay attention. We I've said that we have to pay attention. We have to hear what it's saying and acknowledge it, but we do not need to let it call the shots. So like I said, we have to care for ourselves physically, spiritually, mentally, mind, body, spirit. We have to care for all of that. But here's the thing. I actually think that if we were to listen to our bodies, if we were to obey our bodies, uh, I think that that is actually at odds with caring for ourselves the way that God calls us to, the way that we need to properly care for ourselves. And let me share with you why I see it that way. So if we go to scripture, right, our, our, if we look at what scripture says, often so many places in scripture, it talks about the flesh, right? And our flesh really, it consists of our body. And if you go into the different interpretations of flesh in different parts of the Bible, there's a, there's a few different ones, but for the verses we're sharing today, really it means our, our bodies. And so if we're, we're thinking of our flesh as our bodies, Right? We, we can probably, right now, you're probably thinking of some verses that tell us what the flesh, what happens with the flesh. So let me just read a few of them to you. So this is from Galatians 5.17. It says, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So now this isn't saying like, 
you shouldn't want to eat or you shouldn't want to sleep or take care of yourself like your body says, right? This is more speaking to that other side of when our bodies pull us in the wrong direction of too much sleep, of too much food, of the wrong foods, of the wrong kind of sex, of all of these things. But when we use just this phrase blatantly, listen to your body, like how do we know which part it's talking about, right? There's no nuance there. So the, it literally says the flesh is against the spirit and we want to be living in the spirit. The spirit is what connects us to God, what helps us to become like God, what helps us to make those good choices. Here's another one, Romans 8, 13. For if you live according to the f- flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. It's so clear, like put to death the deeds of the body. We cannot let our bodies be king. And living by our flesh only leads to death. All of these uh, are from the ESV translation. If you want to go and do your own research, please do. I always love and please tell me if you ever hear something that doesn't align with what you read. Here we're going to Galatians 5, 19 through 21. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, anemone, (laughs) strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So as we read through that list, like you can hear a lot of those things we're talking about, the body often is craving, the body often leads us to as as we allow it to, to lead and as we, we don't put a, a stop to it, as it leads us to the unhealthy part of us. Now, again, as we're reading all these, I just want to remind you, I know that you have Those of you that have used this phrase, you didn't mean this by it. I know that. I know that was not your intention if you've ever used this. I totally understand that. But I just think it's important that we talk about it and find a new phrase because I just think it's dangerous, especially when we're teaching our kids this. Here's another one. Romans 8, 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So we need to use our minds to set our uh, to set on the spirit because the flesh is going to lead us in the wrong direction right so so we can't just say that is that is what is king right we can't make that the thing that we that leads us that guides us okay romans 7:18 for i know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh for i have the desire to do what is right but not the ability to carry it out and this is even kind of referencing that tension we talked about how the body sometimes directs us to good things that we need, but also the bad things. And so it's almost saying like, I know that it, I have the desire to do what's right, to eat, to feed my body, but I don't have the ability in my flesh, in my body to carry that out. So that's why we can't let the body lead. Okay, Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing but the, the flesh is weak. Our bodies are weak. We are not meant to follow them. Okay, I think you got the point there. And you can go and there are so many more that you can read. And But I think the point is there. Like our flesh is weak. Our flesh leads to sin. Our flesh leads to death. We cannot let it guide. I'm repeating myself a lot. <laughs> and so I think you get that point. But here's another thing I want to, to go towards. You know, I've kind of drilled in the point that like for our kids, this this nuance of listen to your body is going to be too complicated. But I actually think that for adults too, 
it makes it a little complicated and leads us in the wrong direction. Even if we understand the nuances, even if we understand we want to listen to the good things and not the bad things, but here's some areas that gets a little complicated. You see, I think we're called to, at times, actually go against the needs of our body. At times. Let me read your scripture to back this up. This is found in Mark 6, 30 through 34. It says, meanwhile, the apostles gathered around Jesus and brought him the news of all they had done and taught. This is when they were going out into the world and uh, beginning to use their gifts and teach people about Jesus. And so they kind of came back together for a moment to talk to Jesus about what had been happening. And Jesus said to, to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest for a while. So here we see Jesus is all about rest. Like, yes. And if you read uh, throughout scripture, and if you read that book I was telling you about, emphasizes how much Jesus is about rest. It's so good. But here, let's listen to the rest of this. So it says after that, for many, so come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them. And they ran there on foot from all the towns and they got here, got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. So here we see a couple areas. First of all, it talks about how in these days leading up to this moment, the disciples and Jesus had been so uh, consumed with uh, healing people and sharing the gospel, sharing about Jesus, sharing about uh, God's goodness that they, they hadn't even had time to eat. Obviously, that goes against what the body needs. Should they have stopped? Should they have done it differently? Should they have not gone out and and ta- taught all these people and healed all these people? Right? And then it even as we go on, it talks about how they're going, that their intention is to go to way to, to rest. Like they are trying to get some sleep, get some quiet, get some of that space that they need. And in that, there are people thousands of people running on foot towards them, seeking them out. And Jesus, even though he's exhausted and he needs to rest and he needs to sleep, he has compassion on them. And so he starts teaching right there, hungry. They are tired. Like this is a rough spot. And so if in this moment, someone said, Jesus, you should listen to your body, right? Like what would have happened? And this actually, this passage leads up to when Jesus fed the 5,000. What a miracle. Like if Jesus had had skipped out on it because he needed to rest, that that miracle wouldn't have happened. Now, this is not a prescriptive passage, if you've heard the difference between prescriptive and descriptive. So prescriptive is when God is commanding us to do something. This is something we're supposed to carry out, like love your neighbor. That's prescriptive. Descriptive is describing something that's happened in the Bible. So now we're, we're not looking at this saying like, this is a blueprint for how we should go through life. We should always just allow people to come to us and we should always skip out on meals. We should always skip out on rest. Like this is what we need to do every day. No, but this is a moment in Jesus's life where this happened, where, where he pushed aside the flesh. He pushed aside what the body needed to do what he knew God was calling him to do. And so there's going to be times when your body doesn't want to keep going. Your body wants to just go to bed. Maybe you're in a season that's that's really rough. Or maybe, you know, you've been ministering to a lot of people and you are so tired, but then someone comes up, they, they really need some prayer and you just want to go home. 
And if you were to just listen to your body, you probably would. But that's why we're saying we need to honor our body. And here's the, the, the caveat. We need to do that with wisdom. Okay, so that's where you figure out, okay, is this a moment where I need, I really do need this rest and I need to go lie down? Or is this a moment where I need to press in and just be faithful and just go for it? And here's the cool thing about wisdom. God says he will always give us more. Like if we ask for it in faith and do not doubt, he will give it to us. And so God will give you that wisdom. He will show you what the direction is. And and that's also why we need to continue to, to press into our relationship with the Holy Spirit and be able to hear his voice, be able to hear what he's saying to us, be able to hear the direction he's pulling us so that in these moments we can, we can determine what it is that we need to do. And I think for a lot of Christians, this is what's happening I've shared about this before. It's just a big passion of mine. They're not showing up at church. They're not serving at church. They're not investing in people because they're just trying to listen to their bodies and 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 rest because they're moms and they're tired and I get it. And I get it, I get it, I get it. But how much are we missing out on if we're just listening to our bodies, if we're letting them rule? Like we're missing out because we're not getting everything God has for us and, and the people around us are missing out. So I just encourage you, If this uh, just is hard for you, I just encourage you to go to God with it. Talk to him about it. Hear what he has to say to you. Go to your, your pastors and your leaders. Talk about what this means to you. Work this out in your own faith. But this is just a big thing that God has convicted me of. And I believe that it's for you. I believe that we need to change the language we're using. Our language has a lot of power. Words have a lot of power. And so we can't say, obey your body. We can't do that. That's not what God calls us to, as we can see in scripture. And I know for so many of you, that's not your intention. Again, I just have to keep repeating that because I have many friends and people that that use this phrase and I I know the heart behind it. And so I just want to make sure you're feeling filled with uh, covered in grace and that, um, you know, I'm not speaking against you. I think this is just this subtle thing that a lot of us didn't even pick up on. But I think it's time that, that we do pick up on it. So let's change our language. Let's do it together. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for your word, God. I thank you that it guides us and leads us and tells us everything we need to know about life, everything that we need to do, God. And so I just pray, Lord, that every mama that's listening, God, that you would speak to her individually, God. You would show her what this looks like for her, God. You would help her to see what what words you want her to use, God. You would help her to know when to lean into rest and when to lean into courage and strength that you're going to give her even when it's hard and she just wants to lie down. But there's one more person to pray for. And so, God, I just pray for that that discernment. God, I pray for an abundance of wisdom to everyone listening, God. Just, just pour out the wisdom on them, God, and help us to see clearly in each moment what, what you would have of us, how we can honor our bodies as well as honor everyone around us, God, and use wisdom in all things. And we thank you, God, that you're going to give that to us and you're going to guide us and lead us. You're so good and we, we love you and we trust you with all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. 
I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you.